there are consequences to your actions. Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm, I'm perfect. I'm amazing. We know both of those things about you, but how are you? Yeah. Uh, attractive. Uh, yeah. How are you attractive is a very good question. <laughs> No, I'm doing really well. Uh, I had a trial today that I won. Boom, boom. No, that's Perfect. the wrong one. That, the one time you get the sad trombone. Uh, we just need to get a Sharpie and mark them. <laughs> I had a trial that I won today, which was amazing. Uh, and it was it was just a good performance, and I felt really good. Uh, you, you know, sometimes trial is, you know, the facts and sometimes trial is how the facts are presented. Today was very much how the facts were presented and, uh, bench or jury. It was a bench trial. Yeah, it was a bench trial. Uh, w- with that said, there were some pitfalls. There were some pitfalls and I navigated them with that, with that vine swinging thing. <laughs> And yeah, it went really well. So I'm good. I'm still a little bit high. I'm still a little bit high from that victory. A- Andrew, how are you? I'm well. I'm just coming off of a four-day vacation up into the Puget Sound where we spent uh, to, to not a cabin. They call it a cabin. It's not. It's a house, but it's just not in our neighborhood. So they call it a cabin. So we spent four days up there with another family and they have three little kids and we have two. So it was hot chaos. Yeah, but good chaos. Good chaos. Kids had a blast. I'm very tired and looking forward to sleeping. And I joked with my wife <clears throat> uh, before the night before we left because I went. I worked the night before we left, and she's like, "Man, we're gonna have so much fun this weekend." And I was like, "You think this weekend's gonna be fun? There will be fun moments, but this is an exercise in survival." And I think I stand by that. There are yeah, we had a curmudgeon, but there were fun moments. But generally, like traveling with kids is stressful because you can't. It's not like when you were pre kid and you could just pack a backpack yeah. and a cooler and leave for a weekend. You have to. Right. We loaded the truck for four <laughs> days. When I go hunt for for fourteen or more days, I bring less stuff than traveling for four days with two kids. A ton of stuff has to go. You're kind of trying to do that sweet spot balance of maintaining a sleep schedule so you don't bring home demon children, but also letting them have fun because they're kids and on vacation. So it's just, it's kind of stressful. And then once they go to sleep, it's great because you just like have some unencumbered time with other adults, which is fun. So there's fun moments, fun memories as a whole, stressful, but still relaxing. For those of you who have vacationed with kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. So coming off of that, I came away with no sunburns. Which is kind of amazing because you were in the water for a significant yeah. portion of the weekend, correct? Yeah, I was. Uh, and uh, only a couple nettle stings. Nettle stings. A lot of stinging nettles up there. Did I tell you I ran through a stinging nettle at, you know, whatever, you know, eight, speed. eight mile an hour or eight, eight minute mile pace? Just all of it, and it just destroyed my leg. Yeah, I have a couple on my hands, a little bit on my ankles. Uh, so, you know, that's not great. But fortunately, that's like a pretty, it's a pretty temporary and minor inconvenience. It's yeah. not poison oak or something. For I've never been infected, and I've touched it, but I t- try not to tempt fate. But it's just uncomfortable for a couple hours, and then yeah, for me, right. at least, it just moves on. Yeah, I think... Uh I think there are people that are allergic to nettles and that can be bad, but that makes sense for most people. For me, it's no worse than heat rash. That's I'm the same. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever figure out your heat rash situation? It was, it stayed raised for a couple days, but it's, it's gone now. So I don't know if it was heat rash. I don't know if I just rubbed against something cause I was moving lumber. So I'm wondering if there was just like a little bit of like, if it was just kind of like a, a scrape with some sap and junk in it. it. It was on his taint also, you guys. So I'm a little skeptical was riding in like a bull. What do you want? 
I make some people have saw horses. I have a saw bull in my garage. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was like my whole bicep, like elbow to shoulder of just this splotchy, raised, itchy, burny, really similar to heat rash. So when you said it, I was like, well, yeah, that's what you think it is. I'm familiar with my version of heat rash, and this isn't what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just some kind of irritant. My The only thing I can figure is that it was from schlepping lumber about. Yeah. So I'm good. I'm generally refreshed and wish I had a couple more days off work to recuperate, but I go back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. You, you know, I would say the nice thing about your schedule is um, you come back Monday night, you work on Tuesday, but you've got, you know, what, a full 28 hours. Yeah. So you, you almost have a full day of recovery. Not mm-hmm. quite a full day in terms of the cycle. But. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take my nap. I'll sleep tonight and then nap tomorrow. So it's actually the ideal day to, to do it. Because I assume Sam works in the a.m. Yeah. yeah. And she worked today and yesterday remotely. Brutal. So I, I, though, I left work. I worked my normal shift. Left work, got home. We packed the car. And then I drove up there. And then I got to this point where I was like, napping isn't an option right now. I need to just finish this day cycle and sleep. Yeah. So I was up for like 32 hours. Brutal. It was not great. <laughs> Fortunately, I did the drive like on hour you know, 16. But Well, well, well as much as I want to talk about uh, Maybe uh, a little Puget bitch. Sound and uh, Heat Rash, uh we're actually going to talk about watches today. We'll get there. We're talking about watches. Tell and, me more. And, well, and I think today is maybe a little bit of a return to our roots. Uh, m- maybe a little bit of a state of the entry-level watch. Mm, I think that's it. I think we, this is the state of the entry-level watch episode. Uh, you, you know, the title will probably be something, you know optimized for search results or whatever best sub $100 watch or whatever right best watches uh, under 100 yeah yeah it'll be something something to that extent uh w- with that said we're revisiting the topic i think that for both of us was really important to us when we started which is and remains and and, and remains and remains uh what are the best watches under $100 uh, I saw a topic on WatchSeek F71, uh, the Affordables Forum, as it were now, uh, by precisely that title. I can't remember what the thread's called, but something like Best Watches Under 100. And I sort of racked my brain uh, about what I know about watches and, and came up with a list of 10. And I posted it in that thread. And, and today's episode we're going to go through basically those 10 watches that i independently came up with but that we sort of circulated amongst the watch clicker crowd and uh, amongst other friends as well and said is this still it i think that this is this is the list and and so these are we're going to talk about 10 watches but 10 kind of categories of watches some of these things some of these categories are more specific than others. In fact, some of them are a specific watch, and others are kind of a family of watches. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are, I think, the best 10 watches that you can buy today under $100. With Quorum. I mean... With Quorum. Yeah. And, and, and so, right, that is a good place for us to, to lay out some caveats, ground rules, expectations for what you're going to hear today. Uh, because when we start talking about best watches under a hundred dollars, there are eight gajillion watches under a hundred dollars, and maybe even ten gajillion. Yeah, nine, nine, six. Last time I checked, but yeah, yeah it's right in there. Uh, some some of those watches are beloved. Some of those watches are for you, going to be just incredible. Some of those watches may or may not always be available at 100 bucks. Some of them are watches that are kind of not just not going to be considered for 
today's episode because of the types of watches they are. Uh, and when I say that, what I mean are the sort of extreme Chinese copies. Yeah. We're just not doing that. And We're talking watches today that stand on their own, that have bona fides based on the watch. That's right. That's right. Not the dollar amount. Although, with that caveat in mind, there are some fantastic watches that you can buy direct from factory right now under 100 bucks that are aping, you know, Seiko uh, in particular that are just a wonderful deal. You get great movements. You're going to get great quality of construction. Uh, you're going to get reasonable dials, uh, bracelets, all the good stuff. It's a borderline counterfeit. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm not going to actually characterize it that way. You, I, I think your characterization is fine. I don't disagree with it. But, uh, you know, no judgment, right? If that's a watch that you like and you're into, maybe you were buying it for modding purposes. I don't know. No judgment. But that's not what we're doing today. At all. <laughs> so with, with that in mind, do, what do you think? Do you think so? this, this list is numbered, although... I don't think it's in any particular order. It's not. It's not, although I did kind of start from what I think one being the best to 10 being the least best. Do you do you have any objection to just starting at 10? Let's start at 10. Yeah, we'll reverse order it with the caveat that this is not a quorum order. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't get married to this order. This yeah. is just a, an order of things to talk about, in my mind, from, from least to most cool or most interesting or, yeah. or something like that. I'm down with that. So starting, starting let's, up. Let's do it. Can I do it? Can I do number yeah, 10? Yeah, because I think this is your watch. <clears throat> the Timex Iron Man. Yeah. The quintessential rot-off-your-wrist sport watch. <laughs> or just... TPU strap that's that breaks inexplicably off your wrist. Or it rots to your wrist. <laughs> this is a watch you never have to take off. Yeah. You should for a lot of reasons, but you never have to. The water resistance is good. The functionality is good. The loom is unparalleled. Yeah. I mean, and when we say loom, in this case, it's, it's Indiglo. And it, that is the gold standard as far, my, as far as I'm concerned for being able to see things. Yeah. It's... It's killer. It comes in a bazillion different options. There is an Iron Man for everyone. Some of the shapes are kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. But Many of them are, are, are goofy. Yeah. There's every size, every color. My recommendation is go with just a classic black and gray. Like an Iron Man classic. Mm-hmm. 40... To 44 millimeters, I think is what they come in at. Yeah, yeah you can get these in a number of different yeah. sizes. You know, <clears throat> it always surprises me the diversity of Iron Man when I look at these things, which is to say, um, I think I kind of know what to expect. And then I look and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's different weird. than that thing is, uh, e- even though in my head I had conflated the design. So uh, I think that there's some really classic designs, and that's kind of what I trend towards. Um, yeah. In terms of, you know, the classic, I think is great, but also like the older 90 designs, you know, uh, the Jocko designs, uh, that sort of thing. So, I mean, they come in smartwatch varieties for a little more than 100 now. Yeah. They come with a GPS. There's some that the $60 ones have heart rate monitors. Yeah. And, the, and pedometers. And they're cool too. They look kind of like the Tom Toms. You know, there is a functionality that I think was abandoned by Timex, and, and I'm not sure why, uh, but it was abandoned by Timex many, many years ago, maybe a decade or more ago at this point. But they used to have a function called Flix, F-L-I-X. Mm-hmm. And maybe that still exists. I don't know. But I used to do a lot of very early morning runs and a lot of evening runs, too, especially in the winter. It gets dark at 2 p.m. 5.30, and so I'd be running after that in the dark uh the function was literally a flick of your wrist you know just kind of a, a snap of your wrist and the indiglo would come on so you didn't have to touch buttons i thought that function was great i don't think you can find that anymore but those watches are still running though probably so <laughs> maybe the flicks doesn't work and that's why they discontinued it or maybe they're probably still in their first battery too yeah <laughs> 
it's possible. So yeah, reasonable water resistance. What are you getting? Hundred meters of yeah. water resistance out of these things, oftentimes. Um, yeah, it's great. I don't know. If there's more to say about it. Yeah, it's just a perfect banger. You, you know, I, I think that this is the watch. There's going to be watches that we talk about later um, that are maybe cooler in a horological context than the Iron Man. Uh, but it, to the extent that you're buying a watch to run in or to jump in the pool or perhaps do a triathlon. A tough mutter. This is a great watch. I, th- I think it's the most ubiquitous, functional, athletic, doing things watch, besides a smartwatch or something, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is maybe more, because I, I have, I would have reservations about wearing my expensive smartwatch doing any of the things that I've done while wearing an Iron Man. Well, you know, I think a lot of runners, in particular bikers too, uh, and by bikers, I mean cyclists. Uh, no, Har- Harley riders, on well, their big old a- ape hangers. Want, they want heart rate monitoring and GPS, and I don't want those things. You know, as someone who runs a lot, I find those data points to be cumbersome and discouraging sometimes and not particularly useful for anything. I know people tell me, oh, well, I need to know that stuff. And, the, it, you know, I think you're wrong, and I think you don't need to know that stuff. It might be fun, but I think you're actually hurting yourself. Uh, and so I want something like this. Yeah. I love mine. I need to replace the battery. Otherwise, I would wear it. <clears throat> Next up. Yeah, do it. The Timex, another Timex, our second of three uh, Timex entries that we're going to discuss today. Uh, the MK1, mm-hmm. which is a classic, uh, you know, field watch, right? I, I mean, depending on the iteration you get of this, this is sort of a classic. United States military style spec watch. Um, these come in great sizes, 36 and 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come in resin. They come in aluminum. Steel, right? Uh, I don't know that these do come in steel. They must. Um, you can get them with pink dials. You can get them with silver dials. You can get them in chronographs. Yeah, um, they come in steel, forty-five bucks. I mean, this is just a simple, fantastic, classically styled field watch. Yeah, functional, Indiglo. Most of these are going to come with something like thirty meters of water resistance, which splash resistant. They're going to be in the forty to ninety dollar range, depending on what you get. The mechanical comes in at just over a hundred too. I want to say like a hundred and fifty. Yeah. So if Which, you're willing to go a little bit, a little bit more, getting the mechanical movement is cool. I really like the idea of the anodized aluminum. Yes. I've never had an aluminum watch, and you know, aluminum's problematic material in a lot of ways. But I think, you know, mm-hmm. depending on how you wore it, I think that could patina really nicely. Uh-huh. And, patina so well yeah you'd have to be a little careful with it you couldn't go full full on but like 60 percent would lead to some really good uh wear marks now to the extent that you're gonna uh to the extent you're gonna buy one of these i would say plan on storing this thing inside of your sock drawer inside of socks or something because they're noisy very (laughs) or in a whole other room yeah yeah that's right just in the garage we don't let the uh q timex in the recording studio when the mics are live (laughs) that's right that's right yeah yeah and you can also use them like uh if you're if you're recording music, you could use it as a as a metronome, even perhaps. over the instrument. That's right. Yeah. So just keep it away from the mics, though, because that will come through super loud. And when the when the date switches, it's have you ever owned an MK one? No, I somebody sent us one uh, kind of early on one of the uh, uh, one of the resin ones, 
Mm. And it came with something else. It came with a uh, a Casio Marlin, I think. But oh, is that what is it? Were those the two that came together? I thought it was a Boulder Venture and a Marlin that came together. You're right about that. You're right about that. Well, in any event, it was funny. It was the heaviest and lightest watches I've ever handled That's all right. in one package. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> That's right. Okay. Well. Well, what's up next, Andrew? Oh, let's let's go to next. Uh, we're gonna break from Timex for a moment. Because why not? And we're gonna go the SNKL from Seiko. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and and this reference is depending on on where you buy it between ninety nine and a hundred um, different colors. I think that the I think that the the less expensive ones are typically like the silver dials. Yeah. And the black dial right now, so the SNKL23 on a beads of uh, jubilee-ish bracelet, uh, $104.98 on Amazon. Okay, so so just a touch over. But this is the super entry level. This is the entry level new Sarb. For me. Yeah. Uh, case is obviously different. But in the way of the handset, which is slightly different, but still really reminiscent of the Sarb, this is, for me, the entry-level dress sport. It's got polishing in the right places. It's coming on a attractive bracelet. Long, sleek case design lines. Duffing hands, really classic mm-hmm. sort of sport dress aesthetic. Uh, and there's a few other watches that I think we just sort of throw in SNKE, SNKK. Basically, these are Seiko 5s. These are 28.5 millimeter, uh, millimeter dials, 37 to 38 millimeter case, mm-hmm. shitty bracelets, reasonable finishing. This is the Seiko 5. This is the old Seiko 5, the endangered mm-hmm. species Seiko 5. And they're great. Yeah. They're great. They look good. They look good. They feel good. I, I have a complaint about Seiko bracelets to the end. None of them are good. None of them are bad. They are all just okay. They're just fine. And I don't, I, I mean, maybe Grand Seiko was where you start getting into good bracelets. Yeah. You, you know, even the Prospex models that I've handled are really bracelets are an afterthought at best. So the only difference between an Alpinist bracelet and a Sarb bracelet are the end links. It's exactly it's the same bracelet. Yeah, just okay. Which is a bit of a bummer, but the Alpinist shouldn't be on a bracelet anyway. You buy it with a bracelet to take the bracelet off, and then and, put said end links on your Sarb. Yeah, I disagree. I think that the. I think that the Alpinist goes great on a bracelet. It but. does, but I want it on rubber. I like the rubber, man. Back to the SNKL. Uh, it is. It's that. It's it's kind of this vanishing, shrouded in mystery. No one really talks about it. Watch that deserves a lot more than I think even than than watch people have ever given it. Yeah, that's right. You, you know, it was not very long ago uh, where I think that these things were overlooked, perhaps because of their ubiquity. Uh, and all the and, other options in this and, price range. And, and well, yeah, and and I think it was just like, oh yeah, well those are just those shitty Seiko fives that you can buy on Amazon for sixty bucks. Uh, at a hundred bucks with their endangered status, I I think this is something. If you don't have one, maybe maybe makes sense to to grab one. You know, even if you don't wear it a lot, grab one, pick it up, and keep it around because this is going to be or keep it new in box. Yeah. This is going to be the kind of thing, not not because here it's going to be a money maker, but because it'd be kind of fun to to have one of those, you know, for forty years down the road. Like, oh yeah, look at this old Seiko five that I have, and it's in great condition. And somebody's going to want it, and you're going to tickle them pink when you sell it for a reasonable price, new in box. Or you know, you give it to your kids or something. Right? <clears throat> also, that who will destroy it? You know, wear it, wear it. You're not going to wear it a ton, and that's okay. Next up, I think uh, I think my 
favorite category on this list just because there are so many options simply by way of the way I listed this category. But Timex. Timex's last entry here on the list at number seven. With four subcategories. <laughs> <laughs> so this this uh, this is not a single watch. This is rather probably about 400 SKUs included in here. Maybe more. The Waterbury, the Weekender, and the Easy Reader category. I think you got to include the Ranger in there too. Because the, the Ranger's the, the... What's the Ranger? The Ranger's the field one of that, isn't it? Timex Ranger. I'm not picturing a Timex Ranger. The the dive bezel. Isn't that what it called? The Expedition Ranger. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that counts in this category. These are our these are our sort of not dress, not uh, sport, like kind of everyday wear, clean, simple. Not quite Bauhaus, not quite. They're they're sort of non-categorized, dressy, but not dress. These are 1950s watches that people bought one of, and that was their watch. That's right. This is what the G10 was. Just, this is my watch. This is a watch. And I wear it, and I like it. It's attractive. It is neither sporty nor dressy nor fieldy. This is my watch. Yeah. I will hide it in my butthole for seven years <laughs> because this is my watch. Yeah, and, and I think you get I think you get basically the same thing with all three of these with just a slightly different feel. So, you know, Waterbury's got more of that vintage aesthetic named, you know, after sort of OG Timex factories here in the United States. Uh the weekender, you get more of that young millennial uh casual vibe easy reader you get uh that dad jean braided leather belt and new balance vibe they come with braided leather bracelets or straps too right. <laughs> <laughs> uh you, you know so so kind of what do you want you know i wore an easy reader you know I, i'm sure i've talked about this on the show before but basically all the way through law school I wore an easy reader, the same easy reader. I still have it. It has, it's not working. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with that, but I wore this and I, and I wore it. I wore it constantly. I wore it in the shower. I wore it in the pool. I wore it all day, every day, like never took it off. Like my wedding ring. I always had my watch on my body. Always had my wedding ring on my body for three and a half years. And they're good-looking watches, and they're that may be watches. why it's not working. Perhaps it's got some. <laughs> it's got the funk actually in the module. Yeah, that's right. But whatever. It's forty-five dollars to replace it. Yeah, and it's cool. You know, I, I never. So this is well before I had any sort of aspirations to be a watch guy. Um, but also at the same time, it felt cool. It's like, yeah, this is a cool little Timex. Looks good. Plated brass, and I got a deal on it because everyone gets a deal on it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it was thirty bucks or something yeah. like that. So, and you can you can get them from the not locked case at department stores. That's right. <laughs> so you you maybe don't have to pay anything for it. Yeah, five finger discount. What I like about this family of watches is that there's certainly one for everyone, and for people who are just being introduced to the watch world and to picking sizes and styling. For $120, you can experiment with three sizes, three colors, three styles. Yeah. For $120, less than you can get into most of the watches that we talk about on this show, you can try three options. And you spend, just buy one of them, and spend another 60 bucks on a couple shoe options. And you get an immediate feel for the things you do and don't like. There's nothing offensive about these watches. But you look at it and be like, you know, I think I want I think I want a bezel. I think I want a little bit maybe wider, non-rotating bezel. I think I like this hand set, or or I think I'd like this different. And start to de- develop and refine 
what you're really looking for. I want a chronograph. I want small seconds. I want. Yeah. A, yeah. yeah. These are taste refining watches. I like it. Yeah. Andrew, number six from Russia with love. The Boktok Amphibia. And I think just Boktok in general. I, I think Vostok. I, I think we go with the Amphibia because it's one of the more accessible. Yeah, there's some specific reasons why I think it's better than the other Vostok. It, but no, no, there's a lot of reasons it's better because it's an engineering marvel, perhaps even masterpiece. It's chops in the world of watches are completely unarguable, right? They're just accepted. It's funky. It's fun. It's different. And it comes in a bazillion varieties. It's another watch that you can refine your tastes with. But the reason I think all of Vostok deserves at least a nod within this category with the Amphibia being the choice, I think the rest of the Vostok catalog is is very much like that. None of them are as functional. None of them are as durable. None of them are objectively as good. They are all cheaper and cheap. And I use cheap intentionally here to refine tastes. They're just a touch. They're, they're a step up from the Weekender, Easy Reader, Waterberry watch purchasing choice. There's a little bit more investment in it because you're buying these sight unseen. Right? You can go try on yeah. the Easy Reader at Walmart. Right. You're getting that Vostok from somewhere in Europe. Yeah, from Kistapol or from Germany or something, yeah. You'll have never seen anything but pictures. It's also a lot more modding options. Yeah. So well, you're, it opens up a greater world to, of watches to you. I think that, that that single reason in and of itself is one of the things that makes this watch so cool. You, you know, it's... Uh, by way of the SKX modding scene, the yeah. the Vostok has benefited by way of you know Dave Murphy and several other folks who take your pick, yeah, who are making bezels that fit on the Vostok and accept the ten gazillion SKX bezels that are available. So you know, you know, sometimes with specific bezels, you may have fitment issues or if you look nothing at, a file won't fix yeah or if you get into the am diver there may be angle issues but but if you go with murphy or something like that and get one of these bezels you're going to be able to go to yoboki's or dagaz or uh dlw or any of these modding websites buy a bezel stick it on your vostok and boom you've got a totally different watch and for reference to get an amphibia from Amazon today, you're gonna have to give me a moment. Yeah, I I can talk a little bit about this because you know I have a I have a standard teal dialed scuba dude that's had that's been through a few different iterations. Uh, I bought it stock. I later got an AM diver bezel uh, that was just a navy sub bezel. Um, tucked it in that AM diver. Uh, tucked it in that AM diver. Oh, you didn't buy AM Diver Direct? N- n- I I did not. No, nope. I got the standard and and then got a different bezel from AM Diver and then and then later realized I wanted to change it again so then I got a different bezel from Murphy this time and put it in a um and and put a Yoboki's uh Doxa Doxa bezel on yeah. it. So, it's one watch that I've now had in four different configurations. Um, and, and, and I still actually have several options if I wanted to change it. It's just fun. And it's one of my favorite watches. 91 bucks on Amazon, on Amazon, depending on what dial bezel option you want to go with in case, obviously. But the thing about this is coming from the AM diver world and coming from the Vostok world, it's about a hundred options available to you. Yeah, that's right. And tons of modding that's available. It's This is one of the most moddable watches out there Yeah, with pretty low risk. It's not modding an SKX, which you're, you're paying a premium for now. It's yeah. modding a $100 watch. I think that there are some potential issues 
with the hands, with setting hands on a on an amphibia that you may want to be aware of if you're used to setting, pulling, and setting in H35 hands. Um, you, you know who would be a good resource for that information? Pete at Chillin' Watches mm-hmm. knows a ton about this. But I do think that there may be a potential issue in changing hands on these where you can mess something up on the pinion. But I'm not confident in that. I'll just suggest it. If you're going to buy one of these with the intention of modding dial or hands, that may be something you want to be aware of. So just go ahead and spam Pete's inbox. Yeah. Light him up. (laughs) Tell him we sent you. Everett, what you got next? Number five, Casio F91W. Boom. You knew we were going to get there. So it's an $18 watch, $17 watch some days. F91W? Uh. yeah, is it less than that? Yeah. How, how much? On Amazon, right now. Let's let's hear it. <laughs> Sorry, that's eleven ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine. So eleven ninety nine for the black. Fourteen forty eight for the silver. Nineteen eighty nine for the green. And oh, so that's actually a gray at fourteen forty eight. Fifteen eighty eight for the silver. Uh. Oh. Twenty three ninety nine on a bracelet. Okay, so look, guys, th- this is not the best at anything. Ooh, purpley blue, eighteen ninety nine. Except for perhaps being a cheap bomb timer. Bomb making, yeah. Uh, great. Ooh, black with gold, twenty nine forty. Man, I don't know anything about that. What I straight can't... gold, thirty four forty. Shit, I need to buy some F ninety ones today. What I can't say about this watch is it's ubiquitous. If you wear one. You'll get a knot from watch heads. Uh, you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to use. You basically can't break it. And if you do, who cares? If you do, who cares? Uh, it's fun, man. You know, I've got an F91 and an F84, which I think are different watches in some notable ways, but also the same watch. And... Um, yeah, I just I have a fucking blast with them. I think it's such a, such a fun, stupid, dumb watch, and I put it on. I've got mine on like a fifty dollar, forty dollar strap, and uh, yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. You've got two of them, I think, right? I just have one. Okay, you just have the one. Yeah, I just have the one. Uh, but I've got mine on a cheapest NATO strap and a, on a black tubular with a gelded strap, cut down short, so there's no rollover. It's great. It hides. It's super small. It's super light. You totally forget you're wearing it. It does all the things you need it to do. Only problem is that one light bulb loom is totally ineffective in actual darkness. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You can read the hour only, not yeah. the minutes. It, it's not a good watch, you guys. Mm-mm. It's not a good watch, but it's also not a bad watch. It's also just cool. And it's cool. Barack Obama and Osama bin Laden are some of the most notable wearers of this watch. <laughs> and then us from 40 and 20. The, the, the boys from 40 and 20. Andrew, what do you got ooh, next? Ooh, 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 what do we got? We have I up think, next. I think this is a, a <clears throat> little bit of an odd selection on this list. I, I do think we're going to get some shit. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't mind the shit. I'm I, ready for it. I think we've got to give ourselves shit. The Invicta Pro Diver. Yeah. And anyone who wants to talk shit about the Invicta Pro Diver is a hater for hater's sake. Haters. You cannot, beyond the logo on this watch, throw any shade at this watch. Well, no, that's not true, man. I you, don't you think can. you can. Hey, look, it's a sub-homage. Okay. It's a, it's a shameless That's the whole sub-homage. catalog. I know, I know, I know. Hey, look, but that is a reasonable criticism, and if we're not willing to admit it, and admit that there's a, a an element of... Of the pro diver gets more hate than any sub homage on the market than any respectable sub homage on the market. That's right. I mean, it's no in in that regard, it's no worse than a Steinhardt or a Squala. Yeah. And when I say a Squala, I mean a Squala sub homage. (laughs) It's no worse. No worse in that regard. It has all the things. It's specced. It's fit. It's it's just there. Seiko movement, NH35. It, it's got all the things. Decent everything. Uh, a little bit 
a branding, a little bit of branding issue. I don't love the engraved, no, the deep engraved Invicta logo on the side, but whatever. That's a bit of a bummer, but a Dremel <laughs> will fix it. It's not easy. Trust, trust from a guy who's Dremel three. <laughs> Just trust. It's not easy, but you can do it. And is it worth the effort? Probably not, but this deserves a spot on this list to try out sizing functionalities specs this is an entry level give it a try watch 65 to 90 bucks all week long all all year long on prime day it's like 40 bucks i think i think will bought one on prime day because it was 40 bucks something like that yeah yeah Yeah. and it's and it's just a it's gonna wear well it's gonna be attractive because it's based on the most famous watch of all time yeah uh yeah What, what more to say lot to not say. Yeah. <laughs> and we just won't say it. Yeah. Because all those things have been said. What I'm saying is that this is a very reasonable option. And don't let the Invicta branding turn you away from trying out this style of watch. Because you're getting better specs than most any watch at this price point. Number three. You didn't think we were going to talk about this watch. Because, oh, well, you can't get it anymore. <laughs> the Seiko SNK 80X Field Flieger is what I'll call it. Flieger. The Field Flieger. Uh, yeah, man, 90 bucks. You can still get these things all day long for 90 bucks, and it's still one of the best watches on the face of the earth for 90 bucks. You know what you can't get, though? Tell me. The fucking red one. I know, man. What's that? Was, was, Where are they? Why did we Why did we not buy that? I, I had that thing in my cart for two years why did we not buy it i don't i yeah i don't know and now i don't have it i'm like i need it and nobody's selling them no where are they yeah nobody's selling them and they're selling every other color people are selling (laughs) subs and you're not selling red snks i you know i think the red was it was an amazon exclusive it was yeah yeah it was a partner it was a collab kind of thing I, i you know the snk you guys look i don't care I don't care what you say. It's a perfect size. No, oh, it's such a good size. The, you, the you, crown's a butt of a bummer. Bit of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. No, that you're you're right. But it's an automatic that. watch, and so once you put it on, who cares where the crown is? It, it, well, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it's not super easy to wind or manipulate, but once you got it on, you're gonna be just fine. Uh, you, you know, interestingly enough, Seiko has not reintroduced the SNZG SNK lines, uh, although sort of uh, come out with a new SNG-like watch, which again is a field watch, standard, you know, 24-hour ring field watch in their new Seiko 5 Sports line. I think they look really cool. I think they've got amazing price. They're 41 millimeters uh, I think 41 millimeters, maybe 40. 100 meters of water resistance for our 36 watches, Ooh. and they look great. They look great. They've got a legitimate modern crown. Yeah. I dig them a lot. I don't know. For that style of watch, I want a bigger crown. <clears throat> but yeah, they, uh, you, you know, SNK. SNK, blasted case. Everything just works. It's perfect. It's amazing. 90 bucks. Don't tell me it's not worth 90 bucks. It's worth 90 bucks. It's, I have a mine gr- on a, it's a fucking steal at 90 bucks. I have mine on a tan and yellow or a green and yellow Marine National elastic. Do you have the green dialed one? No, I have the white. Okay. Oh, that's right. It looks so good. Yeah. The cream cream dial. Certainly, that is certainly not white. No, but I mean, neither is a Sarb. Right. <laughs> the Sarb is a lot closer to white. But you put it next to a white watch, like, whew. <laughs> eggshell much? You know, I did a... Uh, I did a a post on Instagram. This has been several weeks ago at this point, but where I took white shoes, mm-hmm. some white Apple AirPods, uh, my Sarb and background was white. And, and when I did this, I was aping aggressive timing habits photo of the same day. I saw his picture and I was like, I could do that right now. And just he, he aped your photo. I want to be super clear about ownership <laughs> and creative rights. But I took the picture and I got it on my computer and I was like, I don't own anything even remotely close to white. 
And so I had to just take the saturation and turn just it down to zero. It down. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I didn't realize just how warm, yellow. how warm the Sarb was until I took a picture of it next to yeah. the Sealander. Yeah, it's a it's definitely there's a lot of color there. Like, whoa! That's a yellow dial. Next up. Number two. Number two. We're getting there, you guys. This is maybe my favorite pick. Me too. On this list. Me too. The Casio MDV 106. The greatest sleeper in the dive watch segment. And I say greatest for two reasons. It's a killer deal. Great specs. Great watch. Wears well. It's also grand in that it is quite large. We had it on a Strapco Super Engineer. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) That thing was a workout. It probably weighed a pound. Yeah. Yeah, it was a a heavy watch. I got stronger on my right side. (laughs) But on an OEM strap or on NATO, sorry, a nylon pass-through. Or on rubber. Ooh, on rubber would be good. Yeah. This thing is killer. It's a little big. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But it should be. Yeah. It it its proportions are right. It's not like one of those watches that's that's manhole cover just for the sake of. It's proportioned well. It's designed well. It's super comfortable for even for as large as it is. It it wears very much like a pilot's watch, a traditionally sized pilot's watch. And that's kind of what you, I feel like I sh- you should expect out of a out of a dive watch. Yeah. For legibility. Like a true pilot's watch, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And, and it's what, 50 bucks? Yeah, 45. It's a little subby. Uh if you're if you're worried about those kind of things. I'm uh, in in this case, I think it passes even my sort of anti-homage uh inclinations. It's a unique design. It's got Casio's charming marlin branding on both the front and the back none of the printing or the engraving is done particularly artistically with that said it's all done well it's all super casio yeah yeah you know casio casio does really good pad printing their pad printing is never uh super saturated nor is it um refined in any sort of extra sense uh with that said it's always very precise it's almost always clean it's very rarely uh floaty you know the edges don't get fuzzy uh you know my casio amw 320 that gold dialed arning the printing on that is shock is striking when you see it you're like oh, this is fucking printed it's really subtle yeah that's the best word I have for it. And, and Japanese in the sense that it's precise and mm-hmm. uh, exact and, and and small. I don't know if that word is conveying what I want it to, but it's just it's just well the done. The tolerances are super tight on it. And the AMW is what, an, 80, an 86, 87 watch? Or is it newer it, than that? No, I think that's right. Yeah. It, it's Yeah, it's mid to late 80s. The printing looks new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that whole watch looks basically brand new. My watch is newer than that. I, I don't know how new. I, I would say that's maybe a two thousand early 2000s model. but That's still 20 years old. Yeah. You'd expect some float, some decay, none. and you're not getting that yet. Yeah, none. Especially for a watch that you've worn so much. So so the, the MDV 106 is clearly best in class. Uh, people will say, oh, there's, you know, well, I, I should just say, there's a lot of Casio edifice. Oh, yeah. Uh, watches that people talk about, but there's, that's the deal. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. The MDV 106 is the one. It's, yeah, it's the one. And it's forty nine sixty nine yeah. on Amazon right now, today. Save 29% according to Amazon. I've never seen it at sixty nine ninety five. I've only ever seen it at 49 or less. Number one, is there any doubt? Is there any doubt about what's left here? Everett is selling his Speedmaster Pro for ninety nine ninety five. 
it's, it's and not true. that makes it the best watch under a hundred dollars today that is not true uh yeah so the best watch under a hundred bucks hundred percent zero reservations come at me i'll fight you the square g that's it that's it man that's it. You know, there's two watches that fit into this category in my mind. And and within those two watches, there's probably a hundred SKUs, maybe more. Let's talk to I bet someone like Luke. Yeah, he would know. Would know exactly or 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 close to. And have. With that said, really two watches. The DW fifty six hundred and the uh GWM fifty six ten. The former being the sort of standard quartz battery operated square G, and the latter being the atomic solar version. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in my mind, is it fifty six ten ringing at over a hundred? Uh, no, eighty five bucks usually between eighty five and ninety bucks. So sixty ish bucks for the DW fifty six hundred. Uh, uh, eighty-five-ish bucks for the GWM fifty-six ten. I I don't think that there's any really good reason to go for the fifty-six hundred over the fifty-six ten. Um, unless you want <clears throat> the styling, I think the GWM is the fifty-six ten is just a better watch. Fifty-six hundred is fifty-two dollars right now on Amazon. Okay, and. 5610-1 is north of 100. No. Yeah, the all black. Hold on, you guys. Sorry. We don't we don't usually google on on the air, but here we are. Uh googling on the air. On Amazon, we're we're north of 100. Yeah, oh, 100. Oh, wait. Uh this the DW6610 SU it's ninety eight. No man, you're you're right. GWM has climbed in price. They're at one hundred and forty right now. One hundred and thirty to one hundred and forty. Okay, well, so look, doesn't matter. The window's closed. The window's closed. With that said, you can still get, you can still get a fifty six hundred for under. And I'll just say, oh yeah, that's actually that starts to become an analysis in my mind. Mm-hmm. One hundred and forty for the GWM, and. 52 for the 5600 yeah okay well at that at that delta 5600 is worth considering i think it's the winner at that delta yeah you close it you close it to between 50 and 100 yeah a 50 dollar difference it's worth it a hundred dollar difference it is not yeah no i'm with you i'm with you so in any event in the way of comparison the 56 56 is objectively a better watch they're both uh gonna go with you anywhere you want them to they both light well you can see them in the dark Mm -hmm. as andrew I mean, Andrew wears this thing for copping. Yeah. And it survives. It's durable. I got to tell you, you're going to have to get some adapters and put it on a Mankey. That's uh, so good on a Mankey. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is the intended uh, use of a Mankey, I think. Yeah, wow. it's so good. I got to say, so with that, buy this watch, pay the 12 or whatever dollars on Amazon for 16 to 20 millimeter adapters, plug them in, they feel a little loose. They're sturdy. Put it on a Mankey. Get the Mankey a little short because you got to account for that extra length that you're getting from the lugs and the adapters. So shorten the Mankey by half in- or the Mankey by half inch. And oh my gosh, yeah, I love this watch. I bought a plastic bracelet off AliExpress to give it a try. I wanted to give it a try, but I knew the Mankey would eventually go back on. It's so good, so good. You think we can do these honorable mentions in two minutes, Andrew? Yeah, we got it. We're just going to run through them. We're not going to. We're not going to talk anything about them. We're going to go start at the top. The Orient Bambino. What more to say? It's probably the most ubiquitous sub hundred dollar dress watch. Yeah, these are anywhere from ninety to one hundred and twenty, one hundred and thirty. Yeah. yeah, depending on what you get, but you can find them under hundred bucks. It's forty one millimeter dress watch. They have nineteen millimeter lugs. Fuck off, Orient. Uh, what more to say? Two. That's it. The TriStar. Orient TriStar. Yeah. This is, I think, a really good substitution, not a sub. Yeah. A substitution for the 
Seiko fives, the SNKLs, SNKEs, mm-hmm. etc. As those things dry up, I think the Orient TriStar, beautiful, terrible bracelets. Dimensions are a little weirder. They're yeah. not quite the same. They're they're very Orient brand dimensions. Thirty nine millimeters though, right? You're, yeah. I mean, you're you're in that wheelhouse. A little bit more modern sizing. Great watch. Yeah. This is your edition. This next one's your edition to yeah. our list. It is the freestyle brand digital shark watches. Yeah. And the reason I think this deserves a there deserves a place on it, it's specced almost exactly to the DW fifty six hundred. But it's cooler. Cooler, yeah. It's just fun. Well, hundred meters of water resistance versus two hundred. Yeah. I mean, it's a definitely a different. It's, it's just a different, a different watch, deal. But it, it's it's a cool watch. You're not getting the shock resistant sort of R and D and yada yada. No, you're not getting all that. You're getting that that passed down knowledge, right? You're not getting the R and D. You're getting the you're getting the byproducts and the benefits. It's just a cool watch. They come in at fifty to seventy bucks. They're cool. They're fun. They're colorful. If you're looking for a fun summer sport watch. They're not as classic as the 5600. There's the same amount of colorways. There's just no conservative colorways. I think they're older. You, you know, the 40th anniversary, uh, Freestyle just had their 40th anniversary, and Hodinky did a, a good write-up. Uh, I can't remember who the author was, and I, that upsets me. Uh, in any event, there's a good write-up on the Freestyle 40th anniversary. You know, this is a brand that was started by just a couple of dudes, sold to a couple of different, uh, you, you know, brand companies, brand ownership companies, and then was offloaded and it's now privately owned again. And they've sort of rekindled the love uh, and turned it into the company it was 40 years ago. I I really like them and I think they're a great option. And they preceded Swatch and a lot of these other companies Mm -hmm. that we think about in this space. Kind of the original, bright, colorful, plastic quartz watch. Yep. Timex Expedition. Yep. Which is where the, that was the Ranger that I was thinking of. Timex Expedition, uh, w- what more to say? There's a ton of options. It's a cool watch, man. You know, this is the this is the hiking watch for the frugal dude who just wants something that's going to tell time and do a good job. Yeah. I like it. And the last. I've had Expeditions. <clears throat> I have too. Yeah. The Casio World Timer. This to me is a top 10. I accept it as an honorable mention. But what's more to say? We we all yeah. know and love this watch. It's super cool. It's funky. It's super 80s looking. It's not just it, it's it's never grown or advanced. It just is. You know, and, and with all that to all that said, it's functional. This watch does a lot of things that some people say that they want their watch to do. It does them for twenty bucks, right? <laughs> Maybe forty if you want to get the gold, but for twenty bucks, come on! And there's fitted leather straps for it available on the market. All right, feel free to send us your comments or or don't, because honestly, this show we've decided that we're right, and so you're wrong. Uh, but please feel free to send us a message to say how right we were. We like it when you do that, Andrew. Other things, what do you got? It's summertime here. Summertime. I needed some new shorts. Bust some buttons, wore out. So we live in Oregon. I don't have many pairs of shorts because you need them for like 45 days. So <clears throat> I tried Amazon Essentials. Never done that before. Like never tried any of the Amazon Essentials clothing. I got two pairs of men's slim fit nine inch shorts. Okay. Money. They're $17.30. They come in a bunch of colors. Don't get the plaid. It's not 2005. They come in a bunch of solid colors. So I got a khaki and a blue. I'm wearing the khaki right now. They look good. It's good khaki color. Yeah. They fit right. There's no stretch. I want a little bit more stretch. In my waistband, because, you know... Hold I'm on, up here, so let me... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they're very cottony. Yeah, super cottony. They breathe well. They fit nicely pre-wash and dry. They fit nicely post-wash and dry. Good pockets on them. The belt loop. So I find 
shorts have weird belt loops. They tend to be slim, like you're going to be wearing canvas boat belts. And I'm a type of person who wears a thick leather belt always. And a lot of my shorts don't accept my belt. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. These shorts accept my belt with room to slide my belt around and make adjustments and do what I need to do with my belt. Can I ask you a weird question? Do it. How is the hip to belt area ratio? Uh, I'm a guy, I need a little bit more taper at the top block of my shorts. I'm the same way because I got the badonk. The booty. Just, just like you do. I also have thick thighs. So I have a, I'm a thick thigh, big hip taper dude. I'm, I'm shaped like a lady from the hips to the knees. Yeah. Very comfortable. Nice. No pinch, no squeeze, a little bit of muffin top, but that's just the nature of being a little bit chubby. Yeah. Yeah. Money. 17, 18 bucks for these shorts. I figured, I figured it was too cheap to not give it a try before I went and bought, you know, 40, $45 shorts that I know worked and that I know I liked. Reached out, took a risk with the Amazon Essentials. Super pleased I did. So for those of you out short shopping because it's summer, definitely consider these. They have a couple different inseam links. I think they have a 7, 9, 12. You should be buying nine. Are they, are they Amazon branded or are they're they good, good thread? No, they're Amazon Essentials. Oh, that's even the tag on the inside. Amazon Essentials. Nice. I never tried them before. Like never tried any of them. I've seen them. I've seen the Amazon Essentials, whatever. You know, I have some of the Good Threads mm-hmm. branded khakis and I really like those. I have some Good Threads t-shirts and they're super comfy. They yeah. feel really good on the nips. But these shorts. Amazon Essentials. Yeah. 18 bucks. That's great. Yeah. It's like going to Ross. <laughs> nobody else's business has been in them. And you can order, you know... 400 pair if you want to yeah and uh of that's always the thing about ross you go to ross you find something you really like and you are never ever you're never gonna find that item again no you'll find 20 of it that day right (laughs) it's like it didn't exist after (laughs) you leave the store uh but yeah like 15 or so colors a couple of them were the plaid but the other like really the normal like chubby's colors right you've got your salmon white khaki blue green what are the inseam lengths? You said nine and what else? I think there's a seven, nine, 12. Oh, okay. I think. I might get the sevens. I just have the nine pulled up right now. I've got, I've got really sexy quads. Get the 12s. <laughs> <laughs> I got another thing, Andrew. Do me. All right. This is a weird one. This is a weird one. This is one of those things I bought. Uh, actually, my wife bought it. Uh, one of the things we bought, she was like, oh, I've heard about this. I want to get these. Uh, and I was like... What? Uh, what? Do you a sex t- swing? What are you talking about? It's a sex swing. Uh, no, no, Andrew. It's much, much worse. It is a sponge. It's a sponge. So <laughs> I wondered why you sent me that link, and I was hoping it wasn't your other thing. <laughs> it is my other thing. So this is a sponge. I, they say, what do they say? It's called Scrub Daddy. America's favorite sponge i think is their the original uh, scrub daddy america's favorite sponge america registered favorite sponge. trademark so this is an item uh i i've learned that became famous through uh shark tank through shark tank so this guy developed a polymer sponge uh for 3m i think 3m didn't wind up buying them this guy just had all these products and then at some point he realized this thing's really fucking cool okay i'm into it took it to shark tank <laughs> Shark Tank popped, and I think that this is the highest revenue-grossing product to ever come off of Shark Tank. Uh, Kim bought these because she's like, I've heard they're really great. And I was like, that's weird, man. Uh, it's weird that we're like looking for a sponge because a sponge is a thoughtless purchase in my mind. Uh, dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the coolest sponge in the world. I'm... It's, the texture is incredible. Uh, I, I mean, we, I use it on... I mean, I use it on everything. I use it on our stove. I use it on dishes. I use it on the floors occasionally. I use it on everything. I'm about to buy 10 to qualify for free shipping. I use it on our cast iron uh, with no soap. I use it on our aluminum. Like, Are you really a no soap on cast iron guy? 
I use a little bit of soap on cast iron. So uh, uh, there's some good science that says a little bit of soap on cast iron is totally fine, right? You've literally polymerized the oils. A little bit of soap is not going to hurt them. But too much soap, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Because then you start to, to you break it down, yeah. and then you just you just rebuild the. Season. But a little okay. bit of soap, I don't mind. Okay, a little bit of soap, I don't mind. But I I I've been using these singles on everything, and I'm just I'm totally uh, enamored with a sponge. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the uh, little synopsis of it. Scrub Daddy's Flex Texture, registered trademark, changes based on your water temperature. In warm water, he's soft and more absorbent. Dude, I'm telling you. In cool you. water, he's firm for scrubbing seriously stuck on messes. He's ergonomic, doesn't scratch, wrenches free of debris, and resists odor for up to eight weeks. And it's this ridiculous little smiley face sun thing. And then they show all the functionalities of like why those holes are cut where they are. And I'm like, oh, you're a genius. It's, it's crazy. The cold versus hot water thing is nuts. I'm annoyed that I like this too. It's nuts. But I'm... There's a scrub mommy. She's got Brillo pad on one side. <laughs> Man. We got a three pack. We got a three pack. And I'm like, yeah, this is the truth. I'll be buying these. It's the truth. Scrub daddy is what the truth. Fuck? This is so stupid. <laughs> You're copping though, man. I'm telling I am. you. I'm going to buy them. If you don't have one, go to Amazon. You can buy one or three or whatever. Uh, just pick them up. I'm telling you. You're going to love it. The scrub daddy is such a stupid thing. When my wife bought this, I was like, that's such a dumb thing to buy. And now that I have them, I will I will forever have fresh scrub daddies, scrub daddies ready to pull out of the cabinet and use. Because it's just, I, it, the use of this thing makes me happy. I'm super pleased that I'm now aware of this. I'm super fucking annoyed that I'm excited <laughs> about a sponge. <laughs> it's, yeah. Ah. Yeah, it's good. Andrew, here we are. We've um, done the thing that we do. We've talked about the best watches under $100. Definitive. There's no arguments coming because we've warned these fuckers off. And these are all watches we've worn, love, know, and like. We don't think you're fuckers. We love you guys. Anything you want to add before we go? No. Just go buy a scrub daddy, you guys. Yeah. NF91. Hey, thanks, you guys, for joining us for this episode of 1420 of the Watch Clicker Podcast. We really liked having you. Check us out on Instagram at fourteen twenty at the Watch Clicker. That's where we post daily stuff. We tell you about all the stuff going on the website. Speaking of the website, WatchClicker.com. That's where we put weekly reviews, articles, other fun stuff that we write down, usually on computers. I do have one coming that's handwritten. <laughs> if, if you want to support the show on the website, and really we do need support, we need support to continue to do this. You can do so at patreon.com slash 40 and 20 that's how we pay for hosting that's how we pay for hardware that sort of thing because really we're we're not getting paid other than patreon and don't forget to check us out next thursday for another hour of watches food drinks life and other things we like bye-bye